Welcome to The Real Spiel with Ryan and Kurt. Hey, Kurt, let's get real about inflation again. Uh, our most recent CPI print of 6.5% has been a bit of a relief for some. Uh, I mean, we saw inflation run up and peaking around 9% last summer, but we've gradually seen slowing each month from 9 to 8 to 7 to 6-something now. Uh, and f- the Fed has also slowed its rate increases from 75 basis points to 50 to now 25 bips. Investors are seemingly optimistic, particularly from the income, fixed income and equities uh, markets, that this is, you know... Uh, uh, this hawkish tightening cycle that the Fed uh, has been going through is coming to an end. What's your take on this? Sure, Ryan. It's, it is exciting to see that, that inflation is working its way back down. Um, and I think it's a relief for many market participants that the Fed is no longer hiking at you know 75 or 50 basis points per meeting. I think what's an important thing to consider is that we still have inflation most recently, say, in the mid-6% range. And interest rates, uh, you know, set by the Fed are still too low. They're set at five percent. So we would have to continue to see inflation come down, or the Fed is going to have to continue to hike, even if they do it at a slower pace. And uh, the only way to bring inflation down uh, is to once it reaches a stable equilibrium, you have to have rates, interest rates set by the Fed higher than the actual inflation rate. Uh, to tighten economic activity. Unfortunately, it creates you know, lower GDP and higher unemployment, but that's a cost that the Fed has always been willing to bear if that's what it takes to bring inflation down. I think there's a lot of optimism that we can have the so-called soft landing, and um, there's a lot of conviction in the Fed. People, I think, view them as you know one of the grown-ups in the room in Washington, um, they handled themselves capably during the financial crisis in 08, 09, um, you know, think, uh, steps that were undertaken during the early parts of the COVID crisis in early 2020. Even going back to, you know, the Fed uh, under Volcker in the late 70s um, and early 80s, just having this iron will to bring inflation in, under control. Um Ironically, I think uh, it's possible that there's an, so much optimism about the Fed's ability to control inflation that people are predicting that they've already won the fight before it's over. And Powell has been pretty clear in his messaging that he does not see in 23 a lowering of rates. He's slowed his pace of increases, but... Um, he's not going to kind of, you know, blink until he sees inflation, you know, working its way down lower and lower and lower period to period. Um, you mentioned the data that we've seen on inflation. We're also seeing uh, you know, employment data come out strong. A recent report uh, was expected by um, analysts to come in at maybe around a weekly report of 150,000 new jobs, came in north of 500,000. So, you know, that's not good news for the Fed because it means that there still is a tight labor market. One of the things that Powell has talked about in his commentary is that we have to not get caught in a wage price spiral uh, to fuel inflation. That once you get into that cycle, it's too late. And and the pain that you have to undertake to to bring it back under control is, is severe. A wage price, you know, kind of um, cycle is one in which 
Inflation's going higher. Prices are going higher. Employers raise wages to retain employees. Those employees then have more money. They are expecting inflation to continue. They spend that those that additional wages on goods at their higher prices, causes prices to go higher, causes wages to go higher again, and it creates this this you know back and forth cycle of of rapidly increasing wages and and continued rapidly increasing prices. We're not there now, um, but I think it's something that terrifies the Fed and. Um, with this continued kind of higher wages, tight labor market, um, the, uh, you know, the Fed's going to continue to stay the course. Um, I, that's, that's my intuition. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, six and a half is better than nine, but still not good. Um, so, uh, on, on that topic, Kurt, inflation has not really just been a U.S. issue, right? So what are we seeing, uh, abroad in terms of, of, uh, a potential weakening inflation cycle? Well, this has been a, a global phenomenon. I mean, even a country like Japan has been experiencing inflation, um, whereas they've been in a deflation trap for four decades or more. Um, UK has had severe inflation, um, very difficult for their economy. Uh, and even Europe has seen um, much higher prices and, and price increases than they're used to. Uh, in the same week that the Fed decided to raise rates 25 bips, the ECB stuck to their guns and said, we're still raising 50 because we're, we don't think we're out of the woods yet. So it is true we're seeing inflation as a global phenomenon, not just localized in the U.S. And we still have serious issues ongoing. I mean, the, the Ukraine-Russian war now, uh, you know, we're coming up on a year into it, and, um, and it's, it's actually heating up. Uh, the Russia is, is, has conscripted and applied more soldiers into the combat zone. Uh, Ukraine has dug in even further and is now getting more advanced weaponry from the West. That's, that's challenging for the world's supply of commodities and its impact on, um, on prices. And so I, I think the truth is not just in the U S but on a global basis, we're not out of the woods and, the central banks seem to be unified in their effort to try to, you know, rest inflation to a lower stable point than it is today. Absolutely. Still a, a very much a press, pressing issue, and I'm sure going to have several updates as the year progresses. This has been The Real Spiel with Ryan and Kurt. We'd love to hear from you. Any comments, feedback, topics that you'd like to discuss, us to discuss, uh, we can be reached at therealspiel at uscfinvestments.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll be back to you next week.